Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. A new week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour and a big week. That's because it is game week. Football season is here, we're happy to say. We'll be celebrating Friday two-hour event, two-hour Eagle Hour from Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown. Started working on the lineup this morning. Uh, We think it's a show you don't want to miss. Opening segment of this show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pick. Great place to call right now to cater your weekend event on the campus as the Golden Eagles take to the field. Dickie's can uh, cater any event, large or small. We guarantee you, you'll be happy with the results. Southern Bank Course Studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel. That's where we're broadcasting from this afternoon. And we are very happy to have head football coach Will Hall, who uh, so graciously has agreed to join us every Monday throughout the remainder of the entirety of the football season. Uh, to break down the games, look ahead, just talk Southern Miss football. And, uh, Coach Hall, great pleasure to have you on the show. Looking forward to uh, having you every Monday throughout the fall. Yeah, guys, I'm excited about being on with you. I think it's a, a great deal that you guys do. I used to listen to Coach Barry uh, every Monday coming off the weekend, and I always enjoyed it as a fan, kind of getting his perspective on the weekend. So appreciate the opportunity you guys give me to do that too, to kind of let the fans hear my perspective on the weekend and and uh, my narrative from it and uh, what I think we can do better, what I think we did well, and, and kind of what the next week has got in store for all of us. All right, Coach, we're five days out. You have finished your third fall camp, and I know you probably had uh, goals that you wanted to reach and obviously things you wanted to accomplish during the fall camp. Were you able to accomplish most of what you set out to, and how do you feel five days out from the start of the season? Well, you know, Bob, I feel like I'm ready to play somebody else besides us. You know, I think at this point in time of the year, everybody at every level is ready just to to roll it out there and see what you've got. You know, uh, we've kind of been anticipating this season for a long time. Uh, everybody knows it's been a it's been a tough build to get to this point, but it's been a rewarding build. And uh, it's been a grind, if you will, but I really like our roster. As far as questions we've got answered, you know, uh, we lost a great kicker and punter, and we're still working through that. Uh, Andrew Stein's going to start off as our starting place kicker. He's he's uh, he's done a great job through fall camp. He's had intense competition from Connor Gibbs and Jack Tannehill as well. And Bryce Lofton will be our punter. Uh, other questions, you know, we lost two great corners that are still hanging on in the NFL right now, uh, unless something's happened that I haven't heard about. But we got talent in that position. It's been fun to watch those guys compete and work through it it's been great to get those linebackers back that were injured last year Hayes Maple Swayze Bozeman and Josh Carr uh so I guess answering the question are they healthy and ready to go yes they've had great summers and great fall camps and obviously the quarterback situation has been great uh getting those guys in here the way they competed throughout the summer and fall camp 
I think's really uh, filtered and permeated throughout our team from the way they've just competed and risen to the occasion. I think it's given everybody a lot of confidence uh, around our program that, that we've probably been missing for some time. And I know last year the you know the obvious strength of the team was the defensive line play was just tremendous. But from everything that I'm hearing and have watched in camp, I think we're going to see improved depth and improved play on both lines of scrimmage. Am I right? Including the O-line. Yeah. You know, Bob, we, we love our D-line. Uh, we, we, we loved them last year, and they're all back. We've added some more pieces to that. We redshirted Ely Fuvai and D'Amico Rowland, and so now they're playing more and playing better with a year of growth. We brought in a great transfer in Eric Thomas. And then if you'll remember going into the season, we that, that group was a lot like our cornerback group right now. They were all talented, and they all had tremendous accolades in recruiting, but they were unproven from a Sunbelt perspective. But we thought they were going to play well, and, man, did they. And uh, now they've been in our system and been with Coach Ancar and Coach Lacey and Coach Dora for over a year. So I think you're going to see more cohesiveness, uh, a little more uh, schematic ability to, to schematically adjust during the game. And uh, and play really well. And then on the O line, I mean, we're just, you know, where we started and where we're at now from three years ago to now. It's just it's just been light years, you know, difference. I mean, we started out with a group of, we had seven scholarship O line when we got here, and some of those guys were on scholarship, and this was the only scholarship they got offered. You know, it wasn't uh, there wasn't a recruiting battle going on. Now we've got seventeen guys on scholarship that were all highly recruited. We had to beat people on them. They've been in our system. A lot of them have started and played. You know, I think we've got uh, six guys that have started a legitimate amount of time in in Sunbelt and Conference USA play, returning, and then uh, just a lot of depth behind them. So we feel like we've built our lines of scrimmage back to to where, you know, we've got depth there. We've got guys that are going to have a chance to make money playing football at those positions at the next level. And uh, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be an issue where we, where we can't compete anymore. But those spots, Coach, I've heard you say privately, but maybe not to our listening audience, that this is really the first time. And and please correct me if I'm wrong, that this is the first time you really feel like the air quotes Will Hall offense is really going to fully be able to be implemented because now you have all the tools you need. You feel like you have a need to really implement the offense as you originally envisioned it, yes? Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I've got no problem saying that, Kelly. I mean, it's, uh, you know, like I said, and that, the whole offensive deal, uh, the quarterback position took a lot of brunt of the criticism from that, but the quarterback was just, uh, he was the one that had to catch all those snaps. Uh, and, and, and we just didn't have enough players, you know, from a line of scrimmage perspective to get a lot going and then we didn't have enough quarterbacks either and and uh but we've recruited well for three straight years we've got that now and uh you'll you'll see you'll see the offensive scheme that that is the reason why y'all wanted to hire me here and uh, we're excited about it it's been a lot of fun from spring to summer all the way through fall camp and and you talked about the safeties you're going to release a depth chart today so it sounds like you've even settled in on who your starting safeties uh, will be yeah, but that happened pretty fast. I mean, Jay okay. Stanley, Jay Stanley's back. He's an All-American candidate, great player, pro prospect. And then we got brought a guy in named Dylan Lawrence, and he pretty much solidified himself as a starter about five days into spring ball. Okay. Uh, from George County, uh, Mississippi State. He's number six. 
you'll like him, Kelly. He's uh he's as tall as you are, Kelly. He's about six three, but his physique is not anywhere close to similar to yours. <laughs> now wait just uh, a second here. Wait yeah. just a second yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and him, you and him both, you and him both carry around six packs, Kelly. But his six packs different than yours. Well, now look, I was. But, a- uh, Kelly resembles Tycom Tykeem Doss. I mean, we should say that, don't we? Should we say that, Coach? Wood? And, and Tykeem Doss is just as important to this team as anybody else. You know. Wow. But no, Dylan. Dylan's had a great, great fall camp. We also brought in Elijah Sabatini, a transfer from Ole Miss from Biloxi, and him along with Cameron Knox and Hayes Puckett and J. Rob have given us a lot of uh, depth at the safety position and at the star position. Jay Jones and Markel McLaurin. Have had great fall camps. Markel McLaurin from Collins, who redshirted last year, also played at Jones Junior College, has been one of the most improved players on our team. So uh, we, we, we think we've got good players right there. Luke, get in here. Tee you up for this one uh, because we've only got a minute and a half for the break. We had Buddy Duke on Friday, who you call you know like an uncle. He he yep. said early he couldn't remember if it was West Georgia or West Alabama. You told him that Southern Miss was your dream job, and yep. We we threw out a stat last week. Seventy two of the hundred and ten or so on this roster from the state of Mississippi. I mean, was was that the reason why Southern Miss was was always a dream job for you? Yeah, that and just the history and the mystique of this place. Uh, I, I, I grew up in the Coach Bauer era, Luke, when you were playing. Saw it transition to Fedora, and then uh, you know saw it fall, and then uh, really wanted this job. You know, when Coach Munkin uh, left. And wasn't able to to get it then because I believe in this place. I believe what it's about. But also, I've been recruiting this state. You know, I, I I recruited the whole state of Mississippi when I was at Memphis under Coach Norvell. Then I recruited the whole state while I was at Tulane under Willie Fritz. And I recruited the state while I was at Louisiana Lafayette uh, under Coach Hood. And I, I remember I kept telling my dad, Dad, the state, the population has grown. You know, when Coach Bauer was here, the population was probably at about two point three million. Now we're tapping on three million in population, and there's just enough kids now to where you can sign fifteen to twenty to twenty-two a year from the state that are bona fide, legitimate upper-tier group of five players. And uh, I knew with our connections and the way we knew this area and the relationships we had developed that we would be hard to beat on a kid from this state uh, that was a group of five type recruit, and that, that's proven to be true. We're talking to head football coach Will Hall. We're really glad to have him on the show. Going to continue our conversation. Coach Kelly's over in the corner flexing. He's been flexing his muscles ever since you uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, ever since and you And I want you that. to know, Coach, I can't work out. I'm in the government's fitness protection program. Yeah, so I, and it's, wor- <laughs> it's working. It's working. More with Coach Hall right after this. Southern Miss to the top. And don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, 
or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. However, is best for you. We're glad you're tuned in each and every day. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. They sponsor the second segment of our show. It's a great place to go. you got to make a trip there between now and Saturday, of course, to get the latest Southern Miss apparel. Uh, it's right there, Hardy Street. You can also shop them online if you're coming into town this weekend at uh, campusbookmark.net. Quick reminder, two hours, Friday, 1 to 3, Fuzzy's Tacos in Midtown as we kick off the 2023 Southern Miss football season. We've got head coach uh, Will Hall on the show with us right now. And, uh, Coach, so uh, just a few days out, obviously your team heavily favored uh, to win the first game. And besides winning the game, obviously, what are the things that you hope to see and accomplish uh, Saturday night against Alcorn? Yeah, well, one thing that we've really talked about all offseason is uh, we'll, just, we'll just start with defense. We've talked about minimizing the amount of explosive plays we gave up last year. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Number one, uh, we had to take a lot of chances defensively because we were so poor offensively. We had to try to create opportunities to put us in position to score defensively, whether we scored on defense or we got great field position. So we took a lot of chances, and with that, we made a lot of havoc plays. You know, we were up in the top of the country in sacks and tackles for loss and all that. But the flip side of that is, you know, with with, with a lot of risk, sometimes there's reward, sometimes there's a lot of risk. And uh, and we gave up a lot of big plays. We feel like with us being a more complete football team this year, we're going to be able to play more defense without taking so many risks and let our talent take over because we're going to be better offensively. Offensively, obviously, the point of emphasis has been in the passing game. You know, uh, with getting our offensive line where it is and getting our quarterbacks in here, we want to really take a, a big step forward in the passing game. And in the kicking game, we felt like we, you know, we were top 25 in the country by special teams power rankings last year, and our kickoff cover unit was not great. If that would have been just good to average, we could have been even all the way in the top 15. So kickoff cover, we've got too many good players now, and Southern Miss has got too many guys that like to hit and play too hard to not be good at kickoff cover. So that's been a point of emphasis. So I would love to have a, to have a game, number one, where we win. Because uh, we are playing a proud opponent that's expected to win their conference, that's won their conference several times over the last few years, and but outside of that, I would love to take strides in those three areas because those were three areas that were a point of emphasis this offseason. Luke, so going going back to that, what's your philosophy on starters and you know guys that see significant number of reps playing on special teams? Is there a number of phases in special teams that you you hold them to or some guys are on two or three yeah so you know we've we have my deal as a head coach is to be a starter on offense or defense you have to be in the two deep on at least two special teams units mm-hmm. so like i mean you know frank gore starts on our punt team jason brownlee started on punt and punt return last year so uh, we play our best players in the kicking game because of that. There are a few special instances where sometimes we will uh, not put a guy on there. Maybe, maybe it just it just comes down to me. But but for the most part, you know you've got to be involved in two units, heavily involved. And then if you're a, if you're a guy that's not pushing to start. 
like let's say right now, Cam Knox is a redshirt freshman safety from New Albany, Mississippi. He's going to be a really good Golden Eagle, but he backs up Jay Stanley. Well, Jay Stanley's an All-American candidate. Cam's not going to beat Jay out this year. So Cam is now involved in all four units. You know, he's involved in, in all four units and heavily involved, where Jay's involved in two. Does that make sense? Yeah, so absolutely. We're going to just... play our – we're going to play our best players. That, that's the way Coach Bauer did it. I had Rod Davis, Michael Bowley, and Antoine Cash on, on blocking for me. I mean, that's just that's <laughs> great. La, last question for me, I'll throw it to Kelly. How has Avery Hobbes responded to his medical situation and, and shown leadership to this football team, especially the linebacking core? Golly, Luke, man, if you came to our practice tomorrow and you did not know who Avery Hobbes was, you would see a guy out there helping coach on defense, encouraging people, lifting them up, uh, projecting positive energy, and just a dude that's, been, that's just worthy of his struggle. You wouldn't know anything was up. You would just think he was a young GA or student coach that loved Southern Miss and loved coaching and was going to be a really good coach, you know. And uh, he's just been a he's just been a ray of light for everybody around him. Uh, he, he's made me feel like what we're building here is so good and it, it, it's validated a lot of things because you always want to be worthy of your struggles. You always want to be able to take what the Lord puts in your life and turn it around and use it to help others around you. And man, he does it every day. And, uh, he is he is the best of the best, Coach. I misspoke in the first segment about the safeties. Those those were well entrenched. It's the corner the corners that you really weren't weren't sure about. To kind of bring us up to date there as to who who we'll see on the field a Saturday to start and so on. Yeah, you know that that position is like our D line last year. They haven't proven it in game so much, but God, they were really talented. So uh, right now, if we played today. Uh, we still got a competition Tuesday tomorrow, but if we play today, MJ Daniels and Michael Carraway would split the start at the boundary corner position. MJ was a four-star recruit out of George County from Ole Miss, a highly recruited kid, really talented. Michael Carraway out of Jeff Davis County, played at Pearl River, had Arkansas and Tennessee offers out of junior college. Carraway played a lot of minutes for us last year as a backup. Then at the field corner position, Quez McNeil would get the start today. He's out of Choctaw County up in Ackerman was a great player up there, both sides of the ball. Played at Colin last year. And then Brendan Tolles would be behind him. Tolles was a backup last year and played a lot of big minutes out of Lafette County. And uh, so we got a lot of talent right there. It's just a little unproven. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be exciting to watch them develop and go as the season goes on. And as you head into the opener, a lot of a lot of coaches throughout the years, and, and Getty and I and now even Luke have been at this a little bit, a little bit Coaches tend to, you know, the old school coaches, let me say, tend to poor mouth, you know, their teams. Oh, I don't know that we're ever going to win a game. It's going to be a struggle. We're young, blah, blah, blah. Is there any aspect of your team that has surprised you at how well they've done, that has exceeded your expectations, even though you haven't taken a snap yet in in real competition? You know, Kelly, I'm just with them all the time. We're never not with them anymore, so – I don't know if surprise, I don't know if you get surprised as much because you're always together. As far as poor mouthing goes, man, y'all know me. I I try to be honest with, with everything. Uh, and I want to protect these kids sometimes, so I have to protect them from sure. a, from a health it's anything. But for the most part, y'all know, man, if y'all ask me a question, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, I'm not going to – I don't sugarcoat it a whole lot. I think I think we've got a really hard schedule. 
I think it's the hardest one in the country at our level. But I think we've got a really good roster to counteract that. Now, we've got to coach them up. We've got to play hard. We need to stay healthy. We need the ball to bounce right. And, but, but, you know, we can uh, – we're excited to play this season. We need everybody on board with us helping us out because it is a very, very challenging and daunting schedule. Coach, uh, last question. How, how, do, how does the schedule change now that you're in end of game week? How, does the routine change significantly from what we've been observing over the past few weeks? Yeah, so y'all been with me for a while now. So, you know, Monday we give the players uh, – Monday is a meetings and tape watch and lift day. For us, Tuesday is competition Tuesday. It's a padded practice. We get after it. Uh, kids that aren't starting right now, they know Tuesdays and, and Saturdays. We play football on Saturdays and Tuesdays at Southern Miss. You know, and we always will as long as I'm here. So it gives everybody a chance to keep their blade sharp during the season. It allows young guys to develop, you know, and uh, and get better as the season goes on. But just because you're starting today doesn't mean you're going to start in game seven. you got to keep improving. That's why we practice. We practice to improve, right? So we should get better as the season goes on. Wednesday is also in pads. It's scaled down a little more. It's mostly on opponent. Thursday's just in helmets, and it's all on opponent. And then Friday is a it's a run through. We don't really walk around here in any way, so it's a run through and just gear. And we head to the hotel, start getting ready, and then you wake up Sunday morning, you do it all over again. Bob, well, we're going to get a unique perspective on Wednesday of this upcoming yeah, you season. Know, you know who's going to be here, Coach? It's your brother Phil. He is going to be in the studio uh-huh. with Kelnack the Magnificent predicting the season. Anything you want us to share with him before he goes on the air? Well, with Phil and Kelnack in there together, that's a lot of knowledge. You know, that's a lot of intelligence <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, in one room together. So, uh, Word, on the, believe, is, Word <laughs> on the street is ask him. Word on the street is Rebecca Hall's right bringing a baseball bat, so yeah, he better yeah, watch out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Coach. Well, Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca's all good, but uh, yeah, she, she'll laugh. <laughs> well, Coach, we're looking forward to it, man. Go get them. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate it, guys. And uh, Coach, again, thanks. Uh, we look forward to having you here on the show every Monday throughout the season at one o'clock, and and talk about those victories as we chalk them up one by one. We'll do it. I love the background music, baby, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Coach Will Hall, everybody, the one and only. We'll switch gears, talk a little basketball when we come back. Beck Warren is uh, heading up a new effort to revitalize the Hardwood Club. We want to hear about that. Stay with us. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to remind you about the Noel Daniels Motor Company up in Brandon. You can buy a new Icon cart from Noel Daniels. Have it delivered anywhere. Anywhere. You hear the Eagle Hour for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs on the course, the farm, the neighborhood. And uh, they'll deliver to your house just $99 anywhere in Mississippi. Just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon or shop them online at noeldaniels.cars. I want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to be this weekend. If you can't make it to The Rock, we hope you will. 
Forest Street has great lunches five days a week, and they will have the ball game on Saturday night of that. You can be sure. Let's switch gears for just a moment. Beck Warren is the uh, incoming president of the Southern Miss Hardwood Club, and I don't need to tell anybody how great basketball was last year and how not only is football something that there is just renewed enthusiasm about, basketball falls in that same category, but like all sports, basketball needs its support. That's where the Hardwood Club comes in. Am I right about that, Beck Warren? Welcome to the Eagle Hour. No doubt, Bob, and uh, thank you for having me on to talk a little bit about Southern Miss basketball. But first and foremost, and I know you guys will be talking about it all week, good luck to the Golden Eagle football team this week. Uh, uh, just, just a great time to be a Golden Eagle. Uh, but, yeah, we're we're doing a lot. We've already done a lot already, membership drive and reaching out to former Hardwood Club members, uh, season ticket holders for basketball. We've been working close with Coach Ladner and got a, a good team together. And we're just trying to get the old Hardwood Club back to where it used to be. And, and coming off and jumping on top of the momentum of last year, uh, no time better than the present to uh, uh, just ride that wave and keep it going into the uh, 23-24 season. Talk a little bit about the Hardwood Club. How do people join? What do they get out of it? And what does the Hardwood Club do? Yeah, the Hardwood Club, uh, it's basically, if if you think about it, everything – uh, with any sport in the university, everything is is budgeted uh, and and uh, if you will by the university, and they have so much. But the Hardwood Club is sort of an unbudgeted funding where uh, supporters can join. There are three levels of support. There's an individual can join the Hardwood Club for $150. Uh, a couple can jo- join for $300, or a family membership for $500. And that money is sort of a fund if the basketball program, uh, for instance, they did a lot of renovation up in the coach's office. That came out of Hardwood Club money. If they want to do something in the locker rooms that aren't but in part of the budget for that year, they can pull from that Hardwood Club money. So some extra funding there for those odd items, again, that may not be part of the regular budgetary items uh, for the university. Uh, every Hardwood Club member this year, individual, you get your Hardwood Club T-shirt. If you do the couple, we're going to throw in a polo shirt and a T-shirt. Then if you do the family membership, we can do, we're can we doing a, a, one, uh, a quarter zip long sleeve shirt uh, along with a T-shirt. So uh, some things we're going to give um, individuals for joining the Hardwood Club this year. But uh, also pregame every year, and I don't know many uh, – Schools that do this, universities that do this, Coach Ladner and um, his assistants, they will meet with the Hardwood Club uh, every game before the ball game, about 30 minutes before the ball game. They'll go over a game plan, a scouting report, injury report, and he opens it up for questions. Wow. That's full, that's full access uh, before every ball game. We also have a meal and have a good time visiting and what was great to see uh, last year, Bob, we saw that crowd grow from a handful, 10, 15 people. By the end of the year, we couldn't all fit in the area, and we're up in the area around the coaches' offices. We, we had 100 people in there for the pregame get-together with Coach Ladner and Coach Cardona. And of course, you know, Coach Cardona gets in the crowd. He, he's an excitable fella, fella, and, uh, you know, he was always fun to hear him and give his perspective on the upcoming opponent. Yeah, we, we just wanted to make sure. I mean, I don't know if it's Hardwood Club or, or what, but, I mean, who supplies all the uh, the Sweat Saints suits, the Red Bull, and the Puerto Rican coffee for Coach Cardona? That's what we're <laughs> concerned about on the Eagle Hour. 
I, you know, I, I don't know about that, Luke. Um, whoever it is, they need to package that and sell it. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I got to know Coach Cardona, uh, you know, more, and, and everybody did last year. And, uh, you know, I, I heard stories preseason about, hey, you just got to come watch this guy at practice. So he's, he's like that 24-7, and, and uh, he, he loves it, and, and he brings a, a degree of energy, and, uh, you know, and, and the kids, the players respond to it, and they certainly did last year. And it's like I mentioned earlier, we want to ride that wave. And, uh, I mean, just the wave in general, baseball, football, women's basketball, men's basketball, all you know, everything's clicking right now at Southern Miss. So it, it is a great time to be an Eagle. What what was the response among your Hardwood Club members, of course, like when, when Austin Crowley, you know, announced he's coming back? I mean, not only best shooter, but he's a Mississippi kid from yeah. West Point. And you look at this roster, Mo Arnold's from Mississippi, of course Luke Ladner coming over now in Mississippi. I mean, that's the other part about it. Uh basketball is completely different from football, but we've seen what Coach Coach mm-hmm. Hall does with getting Mississippi kids. But I mean, the very fact that probably your best player on your entire team is a Mississippi kid. And that, that's just something to say why you want to watch this basketball team and why you want to be a part of the Hardwood Club. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. And, and, and Austin's a great example. You know, came, came down to Southern Miss last year and, and uh, put himself out there and, and kind of tested the waters with the, with the draft, didn't hire an agent, decided wanted to come back and, and, and continue to work on his skill set. And, 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 I, and I think it's a good move for Austin and, and, and certainly – First team uh, all conference guy, and you know he he's gonna you know he's gonna be one of the seniors that's gonna have to carry yeah. us this year. And, and talking about Mississippi kids, I'm a, I'm gonna date myself a little bit. I came in in 1984, and that's when uh, I met Jay Ladner. You know, first guy I ever met on campus was Jay Ladner. I was a student manager for the basketball team back then. But that's the year that Casey Fisher, Randolph Keys, Derek Hamilton, John White came in, and Coach Turk built that team that eventually went on and won the NIT championship. And the cluster of that team were Mississippi guys. Yeah. You know, you, you had uh, on the 87 team, of course, you had uh, you had Coach Ladner, Gerardo Hinton, Randy Pettis, Jimmy Smith, John Brown, Willie Brown, all those Mississippi guys along with Keys uh, and, and Casey Fisher. Then you, you, know, you had Derek Hamilton from Mobile, John White. We stole him from Louisville, Kentucky. And But uh, the, the core of that team were, was Mississippi-based. And if you remember back then, we had 8,095 in Reed Green yeah. every time the door opened absolutely it was a f- phenomenal time and yeah. what we saw with lafayette last year is kind of oh. you know what, what we want to go for um last question for me jeremy uh, mclean has laid it out that reed green is you know th- there will be renovations mm-hmm. it's coming how, how does you know all that fit in you you talked about the remodel of of the coaching office but i but are, are you guys you know a, a part of that discussion at all i mean and I, I guess I should ask this question: What what do you what are you hoping that that Reed Green you know becomes in in the future? Because we know because of the city Hattiesburg relationship with the university, there's going to be significant renovations. Yeah, no doubt. And it, as it applies, let's just stick with the Hardwood uh, Club theme. We we want a specific area that uh, the Hardwood Club member before the game, during the game, after the game can go. 
And as a member, you have full access. You have, you know, we have TVs, we have food, we have drink, we have, you know, whatever it is to say, hey, we appreciate you. Uh, we want a specific area for that. Back in the days, and, and again, I go back to the mid-'80s, uh, that was a big thing Coach Turk had, the Hardwood Club. And we had a specific area, and things have grown. And uh, I, an area that we've looked at, uh, the, the TV stations, since every game is broadcast, uh, they've kind of taken up that space. But that's part of the uh, uh, part of the items that we've discussed is when we're doing all these renovations, and Coach Ladner's big on this, there's not a bigger supporter and somebody that appreciates Hardwood Club more than Coach Ladner. He knows what it means uh, uh, to a team, but he also knows what it means to, to those that are supported, longtime supporters. And, and we want a space for Hardwood Club. Uh, the renovations in general, as I got a chance to go to a lot of the games this year and, and travel around uh, some of the Sun Belt games and uh, making plans to go to Akron and Jacksonville, the tournament down there this year. But uh, just to see what uh, those arenas have and they have in, in aspects of their uh, support clubs, uh, that's, a, that's where we got to get. And, and I think we're going in the right direction. And I know there are a lot of mechanical behind the scene things that have to be uh, worked on first before you start seeing the cosmetic stuff that's more noticeable, but, uh, you know, things are going in the right direction, and, and, and we're looking forward to, you know, bigger and better, um, you know, Reed Green Coliseum and uh, the facility that, uh, you know, our players deserve. Just a few seconds left, Beck. How can people get in touch with the Hardwood Club and join? Yeah, they can They can touch base. They can contact the uh, office uh, the, the basketball office, and I don't, let's see, I don't have that number, but also. Um, I'm sure they can go to southernmiss.com as well, right? Yeah, southernmiss.com. There, there's, uh, there's a link on the uh, various websites. If you, if you go under clubs under the, on the athletic website or on the basketball page, uh, they can get all the information about joining or just get a phone call up to the uh, athletic office, basketball office, and they'll put the information in your hands. Well, let's do it. Basketball is back. We appreciate you, Beck. Beck Warren, everybody, president of the Hardwood Club, Southern Miss Basketball, just around the corner, too. Wow, it's a great time of the year. We'll be right back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Monday game week, by the way. He didn't know that. Eagles play football this week. Fourth segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Pro Shop. Indoor facilities. Bob, it's going to rain this week. And That's so, good news. I sure hope it does. <laughs> yeah. So when it rains, go see D-Bat well, and D1, com. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. First half of the show was with Southern Miss head football coach Will Hall. If you missed it, go back and listen on demand, supertalk.fm, or uh, Eagle Hour in podcast form. The episode will be uploaded in just a little bit. 
Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Volleyball over the weekend, man, it was a tough uh, tough gig down in Houston. Lady Eagles go 0-3, but they were playing number 23 Rice, number 19 Houston, and number 22 USC. They lost three sets by a combined eight points. I watched some of the, the Houston game, and, man, Lady Eagles fought. And this is a young team, but they've got some big-time experience with Mia Wesley and some of those other ladies. They will uh, get back at it um, this weekend at the Stephen F. Austin tourney. They'll take on Nichols Friday at 11 a.m. This is a good volleyball team to watch. Soccer, on the other hand, got their first win of the year, defeated Mississippi Valley State. Parker Martin and Adara Nakano scored for the Lady Eagles. They will play Northwestern State at home on Thursday at 4. All right, Bob, I was telling you, um, you know, you're talking about best wins, opening wins in Southern Miss football history. Probably one of the top ones for me is the 2004 Nebraska game. And just to put in what was in our minds going into that game, we go to Nebraska they, they've only lost like six games in 15 years. I don't think they had lost a non-conference game in like 30 years. Coach Bauer, after we won, I mean probably 30 seconds after we won, interviewed by ABC, and this is what uh, he had to say. Well, Coach Bauer, what a way to open the season. Just the seventh team since 1988 to win here at Memorial Stadium by beating Nebraska. That's a good win for us. And, you know, we came over here in 99 and uh, and and lost the way they lost today. We turned the ball over. And today we took care of the football and our defense made turnovers for us and made big plays at crucial times, and that was the big difference. Your team did not look like this was the season opener. It didn't make the typical mistakes that a lot of teams make in the opener. What do you credit that to? Well, we had the one turnover, but... Uh, um, you know, the average fan doesn't know how many mistakes we made today. We made a lot of mistakes, and I don't think Dustin was particularly sharp throwing the football. Uh, we'll we'll get better the next ball game and do things better. I believe it's your first win on the road against a Big 12 team since Oklahoma State in 2000. Does this go down as one of the biggest wins in Southern Miss history? It was a good win, but I'll, I'll tell you, we came into this ball game expecting to win this game. We really did. Um, you know, we played well here in 99 and lost two turnovers, went for touchdowns, and we get beat 17 to 14. Our players expected to win this game congratulations that is the type of mindset bob that i played under Uh, we we expected to win this game he was he was the best man he was the greatest he he wouldn't let us we me and another dude grabbed a a water cooler to dump him with water and i think it was john miller john miller was football ops guy then he came up and he said do not do that coach does not want to be doused with water and we were jumping up and down and they people started yelling act like you were supposed to win act like you were supposed to win and then bauer says it like that it's just a a good good opening week remembrance because right. i i think that's the type of uh you know, mentality and mindset that Will Hall has for Southern Miss uh, one, one of my great memories, too, of Jeff Bauer was on one of his call-in shows. I was living up in the Delta and would listen to the show every Tuesday night. And somebody called and started, yeah, yeah, and about why don't you play Ole Miss? Why don't you play Mississippi State? And Coach Bauer said, you know, we've made numerous offers to play. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just say this publicly tonight. We'll meet them in a parking lot and play them in a parking lot if they'll just show up and play us. <laughs> and I had I mean, how do you not how do you not like that? I mean, how do you not love Jeff Bauer? The greatest but, Jeff Bauer. And and what I you know, he was out at practice uh a couple weeks ago. And that's one of the things that, that Coach Hall did. 
early on. And of course, you know, being with, with Bobby and, and other people, uh, they, they knew of coach Bauer and when Will came in, he was, he, he made sure that, you know, coach Bauer was always welcomed to, to come out there. And so you heard what Will said earlier in the program. It's what Buddy Duke told us Friday. Will, Will respects and knows and communicates, uh, what this, you know, football tradition and what this program is. And uh, he's trying to, to, to get it back to it. And, and, uh, rather than, trying to make it what it's not he's trying to take it back to what it what it is or what it was and what it is and that's why i appreciate him so much best man in the country we could have right here right now is will hall and uh, we're awfully glad to hear him coach byron you haven't been on the show in a while you're welcome here anytime you'd like to come on as well and uh, we're really excited to have coach hall joining us every monday kicked it off today he'll be with us every monday just like what we do with scott berry we're going to be doing that with uh, coach hall Uh, all during the fall we can't wait we'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock until then southern miss to the top Mississippi Media Production.